0: Welcome, our fellow
1: lovers of love,
0: and thank you for joining us on yet another excursion through the stream of consciousness down the river of tranquility to fill the lake of life with love.
1: And good evening, our fellow lovers of love. And hey, guess what? Tonight we have regular voices. Yay! <laughs> and like, what happened last? We week?
0: actually did a sound check. Well, I did. I didn't participate. My honey did
1: it. <laughs> it was a it was an accidental playing with our new toy over here that we run the sound through our, our new Roadcaster thing, and I left the setting on, and so we did Darth Vader voice all night, which was interesting. <laughs> I apologize for that. So last night we had sound problems, and today we can't quite get the camera dived in. So. It's always something around here with us, but it doesn't stop us from moving forward. And it's actually kind of an interesting segue into tonight's topic, you know, moving yes. forward,
0: moving forward, yes. diving
1: into the dating pool, you know, especially for those of us who are, you know, elderly, <laughs> we'll call us elderly,
0: <laughs> mature,
1: getting up there in age, those of us who are over the 30s, right? You know, you having to go out and date a second or a third time. Maybe maybe you've had a couple of failed long term relationships at this point, which isn't unusual. It happens all the time. Hello, look at us. <laughs> you know, both on our third.
0: Third, a third
1: yes. Yeah. yeah, third. So you know, sometimes it takes a while to get <laughs> to you know to find who yourself is, and to uh, you know find the person what you really need, not what you think you need. You know, there's there's a bit of that too, and so. Yeah. No one, does anybody actually like dating, I suppose is the question.
0: I loved first dates. They were so full of promise. I used to work myself all up, and then I'd have to, on the way there, I'd be, I'd like almost have a panic attack, and I'm like, okay, calm down. You're just going to meet a new friend friend and if that you know you and what is dating you go out you be nice to each other that's what dating is you have a good time (laughs) it's a first date you just go have fun
1: yeah well isn't that the whole point of having a a date is to relax and be yourself and so people can get to know you but so many of us put on you know a facade you're not really yourself for a while You you and you put you say you put your best foot forward, but it's not really you, right? If you take three months to get to show someone who you really are because you've been putting it phony, it's just gonna fail. Right? You have to be who you are from the very start, otherwise at some point it's gonna fail. Oh yes. And so many of us, when we start dating, you try to put that best foot forward, you pretend you like things that we don't, and you know. God forbid, never say you like food that you don't, because you're only going to be eating that food for the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) But we ate it on our first day. You said you liked it. I was being nice, you know. (laughs) Just be honest, right? It's how you approach that. It's how you, you know, oh, that's gross. It's not the way to say it. So, you know, my taste buds don't appreciate those particular blend of flavors. You know, we all taste experience flavors differently. So there's ways to to approach. Um,
0: yes, but these. you ate you took a bite out of a tomato for me. Did I eat it? You took one bite. Did I eat it? Yeah.
1: No, I didn't. You didn't? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> did you spin it out? Yes I did. I don't remember that.
1: Yeah, we'll see rose colored glasses. <laughs> 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 Telling you. <laughs>
0: It was an heirloom tomato, organic. It was very special.
1: Okay. No, it was gross, but hey, I, I told you that at the time, so
0: I wanted to share my love of organic food with you.
1: That's fine, man. You did. But I don't have a love of organic food, so I know, we <laughs>
0: moved on.
1: <laughs> okay, so what do we want to talk about? You got first dates on the Not just first dates, dates on the... uh, Oh,
0: no, these are first dates. Well, these are all first dates. Yeah, we're talking about first dates. I'm going to do a series on dating. We're going to hit on that some more. And we're going to start with first dates. So, first off is how the heck do you find a date? And, of course, one out of five, start relationships, start with online. And we will cover that more in detail in a subsequent episode. We're just going to mention that here. Most people have done the online dating thing.
1: Yep. So this this, what
0: is it? We met through uh, online, yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, you can attend local meetings, local meetups, and make friends. Now, this is a thing you can do. And um, you, know, they, uh, some play video games together. Others are book clubs, and you make friends, and you, uh, you, you are enjoying yourself. So you're showing yourself in a positive light. You're at your best self when you're having a when you're when you're having, doing something that you like.
1: Yeah, and, and you're finding other people who sh- at least
0: and you share an interest yeah
1: you have at least something to have a start a conversation over you know there's there is that <laughs> hang out at bars and clubs well i wouldn't be my suggestion but i suppose you could
0: i used i did that when i wanted to hook up but i never met had a a relationship? That's not what bars and clubs
1: are for. Well, I guess, I suppose, now what he says is becoming a regular at a bar club can get singles a chance. Okay, so if it's like cheers or something, you go...
0: Oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, yeah. I
1: get it, but if you're going just to a club, I don't think this is kind of the point.
0: Here. Well, no. All that loud music, you can't have a decent conversation. But if you're at your bar, a local bar, you have darts, they have darts league, that's fine. Yeah. And Well, here's the
1: thing I don't get. Here we go. I missed the mark plenty, but I had several relationships, some serious with men I met in bars, but none of them uh, ultimately worked out. <laughs> Just got to point out that they were all failures for some reason. But so that wouldn't be my first suggestion, but you know, if you've got a neighborhood bar and you stop by after, after work and you hang out for an hour or two, you know, get to meet the regulars, I suppose it's not, Impossible.
0: It's not impossible.
1: I just, it, it that seems to me that it seems,
0: that seems more a social outlet to me than a place to meet someone. Yeah. But Hey,
1: sometimes you're, you're, uh,
0: you could get lucky.
1: Your future person comes from your social circle, not necessarily outside of it. No, that's true. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm just skeptical of that one. I'm not saying don't, I'm just saying I'm skeptical. That it's going to be a good, uh,
0: Good matches,
1: yeah. Yeah. Unless you both like to drink, I suppose, and there's that. Okay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Ask your friends or family members for suggestions. Let everyone know. You are looking.
1: I don't know about that. Even though I guess this is a married couple who met because their mothers became friends. Exchange their children's phone numbers, the embarrassed 20 year olds, 20 somethings, message each other, bonded over the nosy mothers, and then they hit it off. So, I mean, I suppose it's it's pretty possible, but mothers playing matchmaker is not a great idea. It's a, nine times, it's the exception to prove the rule. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stay out of your children's love lives.
0: That's really.
1: You know, be there for them when it falls apart. That's yeah,
0: talking. but your best friends, husbands,
1: coworkers, those are fair game. Well, sure. Find a study buddy in class. Hey, okay. okay. I get that one.
0: Right. Volunteer.
1: Yeah, you get to again you get to meet people who have the same passion for you as you, you know, who think of the same way, have a same particular kind of worldview or at least the same worldview at least the same desire to help yes so that's a good one
0: play sports or go to a sporting match well you got to be interested in sports
1: well i mean it can be sports communities you can join a um, miniature golf league right you don't have to be or they have kickball leagues and that kind of thing you know, you don't have to be major sports pickleball nowadays or, what do they have? They have shuffleboard down at the community center. So, I'm just saying, there are all kinds of sports and stuff you can do to engage. They've got, they also have a walking group down at the community center. So, people get together in every Wednesday or whatever and go take a walk. Very cool. So, there's lots of things that, you know, you can go do. Of course, that's for elderly people, but elderly people will need dating too, so...
0: Oh. Okay. Look for opportunities to chat up people in everyday life. When I was single, I was approached a lot. Well, when I was younger, sometimes when I was married too. It's amazing the amount of people who don't look for a wedding ring. Meh. Ooh, check out a music festival or fan convention, trucky.
1: Like Comic-Con, you know, Star Trek convention, political conventions are, are, are okay. You know, if you want to look someone who has your same political views. Yeah. It's, it's again, it's your gathering with like mind with the like-minded people, I suppose, is the, uh, is the main idea there, right? It's the point is to go find somebody who has shares an interest or is doing, you know, don't go somewhere where you don't like to be. You're not going to enjoy yourself. You're not going to
0: be, you're not going to be your best self. Yeah. yeah
1: you're not going to, it's not who you are. You know, don't join a knitting club if you have no interest or desire for knitting just because there's a large number of women there, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you have an interest in knitting, great, go. <laughs> you know, do it, go for it mock yourself out. You can go to our book club or there's a million things you can do. But what, you know, one of the best ways to find a, a lifetime partner is to stop looking so hard. Sometimes when you try so hard, you actually miss the more obvious, real solutions. So it's not saying not try. I'm just saying stop trying so hard. You know, we get ourselves so wound up you know, make it such a big deal that we actually end up sabotaging ourselves.
0: Well, um, sometimes people appear desperate, and that's not very attractive.
1: Yeah. So yeah. you know,
0: maybe so the first try thing, to avoid that. Maybe the yeah.
1: first thing before you go off and join the dating pool is actually to spend some time in the mirror and become comfortable with who you are. And then, once you're comfortable with who you are, the rest of the world
0: will follow. Well, we never stop working on ourselves. Even when we're in a relationship, we still have to do our self care and spending time in self reflection. That never ends.
1: No. Yeah, and because, you know, evolution never ends. You never end. We never stop growing, evolving, changing as human beings. And, you know, you have to. Most of us aren't active in that. We just kind of, in a sense, we just kind of let ourselves grow. But we can control where we go and how we evolve as human beings. So that would be my suggestion. Focus on yourselves. When you become more comfortable with yourselves, you become much more attractive for the rest of the world. The world loves confident.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay, we're going to talk about first date ideas. Okay, so you've got a victim. What are you going to do with them?
1: Got a victim. (laughs) I I almost missed that one. (laughs) All right. Got a victim. I'm tempted to start using sound effects over here.
0: Okay. First thing is uh, we can do the normal everyday American just do dinner. Hey, how about dinner sometime? That's always easy. Everybody gets hungry. And, you know, it's a fun thing to do. I had a guy ask me one time, though. He was just a friend. He said, how come women ask, when you ask them out and you ask them where they want to go, they always choose Chinese? And I said, because we can't make it at home. And he's like, oh, my God. I never <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> See, there you well, go. some of us can, but it's really freaking hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cook together. There's one.
0: go for a straw how about a walk
1: that's essentially what we did
0: yes we did
1: essentially so you know there's some uh some background to that
0: you can walk shelter dogs that's if you both like dogs
1: yeah you're a dog person dog people get breakfast
0: Make a breakfast date. That's unusual. That's unique. Very interesting.
1: It's also a little low-key. It's not as big of a commitment as, say, dinner is, you yeah. know? Right. So, go have some pancakes and eggs. Bust up, the board games? No, not with... No. Not some on, of a first, us,
0: on a first date.
1: Some of us are... Some people are should not be having board games and playing board games.
0: Some people are intimidated by the victory day
1: some people are are called sore winners <laughs> and just don't want to play with them. <laughs>
0: the song is too much, isn't it?
1: <laughs> no, you're playing a board game. It's not that meaningful. But yeah, somebody acts like you're winning the Super Bowl. It's like, act like you've been there before. Come on now. All right. <laughs> Hit up an arcade. Hey,
0: we, sp- we did that.
1: Yeah, especially if you're, uh, you know, Little older, our age, 50s, around here in that kind of 50s area, kind of nostalgia.
0: Okay, movie night. Of course, classic American dinner and a movie.
1: Netflix and chill and all that, right?
0: Yeah. Paint and sip.
1: Paint and sip. Okay.
0: You drink wine and you paint. Well, okay.
1: You can, you know, or other adult um relaxation methods
0: solve a murder
1: well all right then
0: they have you e- that's eugenic- a little extreme that's a yeah
1: <laughs> no i get it you know like a like an escape room or, or something like that i, I get it there yeah. you go solve a murder well that's a little extreme for a first day <laughs> Sorry. Are we on, are we on an episode of Monk or something what the hell one of those detectives Apparently <laughs> they
0: have murder mystery online activities.
1: Uh, some people have too much on their hands. Okay. Take a deck be- uh, baking, baking or or
0: cake decorating class? That's very fun.
1: You Like to cook? Sure. Learn to dance. Yeah, your community centers have dancing lessons and things like that. So there's you know, good ways to to go do that. Pottery classes? That kind of goes in with the uh, baking class, right? Yeah.
0: Memories of Ghost.
1: Go for a run. Run? The hell you want to do that for? I know. If I guess if you're like those committed joggers and you, got, you, you might want to. Uh, I don't know. There's the volunteers again.
0: Mm-hmm. Get each other gifts. For our first day? I don't
1: know. Karaoke night. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. If I'd sung on our first date, we would not be here together. So, <laughs> go for a swim.
0: Go for a swim. Well, if you're both totally into it, all
1: right. No, now they're, they're just regular old
0: get many petties with your girlfriend. What are we? Well, if you're two women dating, I suppose. Yeah, that'd be great. Draw each other, dude.
1: Yeah, now they're just getting weird that someone was trying too hard at this point right. uh <laughs> they're um, just dates these are just dates <laughs> so but i mean the, i guess the point is you know you can have unique dates you can have you know traditional dates just get out there and have some you know or have your date if you if you're a homebody have stuff that's home and isolated if you're people who like to get out and be in the crowds go out and be in the crowds just you know do what works for you because if you're out of your natural element you're not going to be your best self but there is a point where you want to kind of push yourselves and go out of your element every now and again and enjoy something somebody else goes so none of these rules are universal you know but there's times and especially early on you want to be in places where you're both comfortable and so if you can find those then it's better. You know, on date four, five, and six, you can start pushing your boundaries, right? You can try something you haven't tried before, experience something. And if you don't like it, at least, you know, you've shown some interest and some tried. So I don't have much dating advice because I've never been on a date.
0: We had outings.
1: <laughs> yep, that's what we call them, outings.
0: Somebody doesn't go on dates. All right. So what do you got next? I thought that for years. I decided to give it up. Okay. Well, now, first, I next, I'd like to talk about what we look for. Well, this is written by a woman, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what do women look for? Okay, you've got your victim. You've had a great time. The chemistry is flowing. The moment is right. You lean in for that kiss. And this is what we are looking for in your first kiss.
1: All right, so down here, listen, man, cuz since we're stupid, just to make notes and memorize this shit. You just <laughs> I'm just telling you, take notes and memorize it.
0: Okay, first. It's
1: like going to school. <laughs> Don't try to understand, just Accept it as is. <laughs> there you go.
0: Okay, first you have to be gentle. we look to see if it's gentle because um, we think that you like us. You're into us. If it's too passionate, then we think you're just only in for the sex.
1: Okay, Now you guys are overthinking it. Because it's always want to sex. Whether it's everything else is, you know, can also be there. It's always there. It's why we're there. Okay.
0: Okay. If it's too rough, then we think you like rough sex. Now, some of us are into that. Some of us are not. But that's what we look for.
1: Okay.
0: We look for uh, French kissing. Okay, then. Yeah, you know, um, I personally didn't like a French kiss first. It has to be holding under the chin gently with both hands, cupping and lean in carefully in just one little cheese to kiss.
1: Uh, Y'all yeah, think about this shit way too much. You want to know why we get it wrong all the time? Because we think about it none at all. We make it up as, at the moment.
0: We practice kissing when we're little girls. We don't. <laughs> okay, if he, he pulls his waist close to you. Okay, yeah, if he pulls you close. If he wants you close. Okay. Um, if his hands are on your face or hair as he kisses you. Ooh, hair is good too. If his eyes are closed, dude, how are you going to know if his eyes are closed? My eyes are closed. If his eyes are, are open, yeah, I think that's kind of creepy. If it's a never-ending kiss, um, that's kind of awkward, too, because how do you get out of that? And you don't, you know, it's like you're done, but you don't want to make him feel bad. But what do you do?
1: I don't know
0: I know then again if it's too
1: quick
0: that's not a good sign either
1: I think again y'all are putting too much stuff into this
0: okay if he speaks immediately after okay um now I'm not up for yeah I, mean, I I think a moment of reverence needs to be.
1: Uh, Y'all put way too much thought into this.
0: If he smiles, uh, that's immediate. He needs to smile because I'm smiling. If he doesn't open his eyes after the kiss ends, oh my god, he's in love. Uh huh. If he moves to kiss your neck and ears, well, personally, I don't like that. Not yet. Not on a first kiss. If he kisses you out of nowhere, personally, I'm I'm impressed with that. You know, I and I can totally relate. Uh, I have asked on a first date, "Hey, can we just kiss? Do our first kiss now and get this over with, and then we can have fun. The stress will be gone." Sure. I've never been turned down.
1: Well, okay. Yeah.
0: That works, too. I suppose.
1: I just think y'all, whoever writes this, and apparently, you know, the other half of the human population puts way too
0: much thought into these things. This is important. Okay. If he leans into you slowly <laughs> as if asking for permission, now that is very endearing. If he responds well to what you do, naturally, that get big foreboding. Okay, now if you hate it, I'm sorry. If he's a bad kisser, it's just not gonna work. Uh-huh. Just be kind and and say thanks. I had a good time. When he calls for that second date, no, thank you.
1: I think y'all put way too much thought into this stuff.
0: This is crucial.
1: From a man's perspective, what the heck are you people talking about? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> Like a bunch of grandmas sitting around giving advice to people. What the hell are you people talking about?
0: We think about this stuff.
1: Clearly, you do. I have no doubt. On
0: <laughs> our own. Yeah.
1: On, right. our own. on
0: our own. And it this shows up on our own. This was not, you know, I never had anybody, re- <laughs> any peer pressure at five years old to start thinking about kissing.
1: No, I'm just saying, it's clearly that you all thought of this stuff on your own. You never isolated.
0: practiced in the mirror to see what you would look like? No. Guys don't do that. On the back of your hand to see what it would feel like, flesh in tones, instead of that cold mirror. No. The baby doll to kind of get the feel of what a person's head would be like? there. Right?
1: No. No, we don't do those things. We don't put that much thought in. Have you met us? Y'all think we put way more thought into things than we actually do. <laughs> we don't think that deeply unless it's right in our face and we have to. This, you know, we think deeply about other things. You know, you know things that are completely and totally meaningless.
0: I you know. know. I've seen red, green.
1: Just saying. So, do you think the people who watch and make shows like Red Green, which are four men, you think those men are going to sit there and contemplate kissing? <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all right. You you guys enjoy yourselves, knock yourselves out. We'll we benefit from it. We just we just okay. Play along, shake our heads nicely.
0: You should at least play along. We put twenty years into this.
1: Well, by, the okay, top, the,
0: by the time we meet you,
1: well, the smart ones play along. <laughs> 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 you know, but they're but we're going. Y'all are crazy. You didn't realize that's what we're thinking. Y'all put way too much thought into this stuff. But hey. Someone needs to think about it, I suppose, maybe because we sure in the hell, ain't <laughs> so there is some benefit to it. All right, so it's 9 30. Did you wanna want a couple or a couple of funny first questions or you wanna stop?
0: No, in? well let's hop into uh, <coughs> Reddit. Now we do have on our website a hundred and thirty-five funny first date questions. Okay, you've got your victim, you've had a good time. You're having a good time. What in the heck do you say? So there's some suggestions on there for you.
1: fun, funny first date questions.
0: I think you should keep it light, dude. It's a first date. Don't get all intense.
1: I think you should keep that one for a different night. Okay, so... Moving on to our dive into Reddit, or Lubby's dive into Reddit, and my dive into trying to make some sense of these things. (laughs) What do we got tonight?
0: Well, first, we're going to start off with relationship questions. Okay. 29-year-old male and a 26-year-old female, my girlfriend gets mad at me for getting out of bed before she's ready. I tried cuddling with her for a few minutes, but it isn't enough. I need to stop my day. How do I get her to stop this?
1: Just do your thing. She'll adjust.
0: She'll adjust. Yeah, you know, she's being immature.
1: If if she needs, if she wants you to get out of weight before she gets to bed, she needs to start her wake up process earlier. Right? You can't hold up your day, so you can you can deal with that. She'll have to adjust, and that's just the way it is how do you get her to to, to do that she, this is the one you just have to be honest with. you know try to you know park your frustration while you discuss it so it doesn't become a discussion about something else yeah so look i'm happy to do it but we've got to start the wake up you've got to start your wake-up process earlier <laughs> if you want to lay with me while you're half awake great but you're gonna to have to do it you're gonna to have to start that process half hour earlier it's on you because my day has to get moving. I've got work at some things, which means I've got I got work at 8 o'clock, which means I have to be in the shower at 7, which means I have to be out of bed. You know, <laughs> you know there's a hard wall there. And I don't like rushing. So, you know, she'll adjust. My guess is she'll adjust. She just likes to wake up slowly. A lot of us like to wake up quickly. I'm up and moving in ten minutes, right? I'm up and out the house. Yeah, you are. So we all we all kind of do this differently. So.
0: But I like to get online and chat for a little bit, and drink my tea, and smoke a joint, play with the cat, her around for like an hour.
1: Yeah, I get up, get dressed, and off to work. Yeah, I don't. There's no muss or no fuss. So,
0: it's and it's fine
1: she adjust and just have keep having the discussion and try to park your frustration with it while you're having the discussions. That would be my suggestion. Okay.
0: Okay. So I've been seeing this guy, Adam, for two months now and recently discovered he's been texting this other girl private messages with love emojis. And they're planning our trip together. Now, this may not have affected me so much, except for the fact that at the very start, Adam expressed his intention to be serious with me. We had a discussion and decided that we would stop seeing other people and exclusively focus on us. Is this worth saving?
1: Probably not. It's it's not a matter of worth saving. It's he's, you know, he's still looking. So if he's still looking and you're not, you're not someone who is wants to deal with that at the same time, you know, divided attention and all that. You're just in different spaces. And it's time to go find someone who's in the same, looking for the same things as you were. You're clearly not looking for the same thing you are right now. So, is it worth saving? I think that's... It's a two-month relationship. There's nothing saving about it. It's you've been dating it for two months. There's nothing to say. Yeah. It hasn't existed yet. <laughs> so no, it's yes, it's likely time to move on. But I wouldn't phrase it, frame it in your mentally as saving it because it's been two months. There's nothing to say. It's dating for two months. It's just what happens during dating. You should be more mature enough to say, Hey, you know, I want to go explore my options. That's fine, you know, not every relationship works out. You're not meant to. So, sorry about that, but, you know, go find someone better.
0: Someone who will actually be honest with you.
1: Yep. He's not going to yeah. be honest with you about that. He's not going to be honest with you about other things and until he can grow up, and it's not your job to grow him up. All right.
0: Yeah. Okay, 23-year-old male and 23-year-old female. Girlfriend wanted an open relationship, so I broke up with her now she wants to get back together how can i trust her to be faithful
1: well the question was was she unfaithful wanting an open relationship then you know end your relationship and you move on you know if she wasn't unfaithful she was discussing wanting an open relationship doesn't mean she was unfaithful means she was bored sexually maybe you know i mean she was in a time of her life where she wanted to explore a little bit more she's
0: 23
1: yeah and so it doesn't mean she was unfaithful. You know, that's not the same thing. If she was actually having an open, honest discussion with you about her feelings, wants, needs, and desires, and she went out she chased that for a little while at 23 and says, you know what, I really don't like what I had before it was much better than this crap. I screwed up.
0: Maybe she realized <laughs> those are hollow experiences, not for her.
1: So what you want to do at this point is, you know, one, decide if you actually care, still care about her enough to want to have these discussions. But to continue the discussion. Hey, you know, it's, it's not about whether you want to get back together. Right? It's about whether you want to have a future together. You know, in a sense, you forget the past because you're, you're different people now. Now, if she did cheat on you, that's probably a wound you can't, you know, can be able to, to cut, you know, to paste over. So, but if she didn't, if she was just talking about wanting an open relationship without engaging in that, then she was, she's been honest with you. So then you can't trust her. Just by the fact she was willing to discuss it with you, willing to risk the relationship to have that discussion.
0: She trusted you to be open and honest
1: with you. So, you know, it really depends. You, the the answer to that question truly depends on whether she was being honest with you about what she her feelings going forward or whether she was trying to cover for past behavior yeah and that's just and you know, that's the question you have to answer and then from there the rest of it becomes i don't want to say easier but, <laughs> but yeah, more apparent your answer will become more apparent okay
0: okay Basically, my girlfriend lied to me, saying she was meeting up with two girlfriends for a night out, but instead went to a different friend's hotel room party with other guys and girls. She's not cheated, but she's lied about her whereabouts. Now I can't stop wondering what else she has lied about. How do I get over this?
1: Well, you might not be able to, but I do want to have something for you to contemplate you know, going forward in your life. And that's just, why would she feel the need? Why would she tell you that, you know, a couple of her friends for a girl's night out and then she goes to a girl's night out, but it's, a, it's a, just a different one than you said. Why would you feel the need to do that? You know, there's something about your relationship that is broken or not functioning properly. Oh. And, you know, you probably play a role in that. It doesn't excuse her behavior. Right? You're all supposed to be more adults than that and, and deal with these things honestly. But we're also human, so I don't know. Just something about the way this one's phrased is is has got me thinking. He's part of the problem that he overreacts to her wanting to go out and to a party and go party and with a mixed crowd gets a little jealous. And so, because she doesn't want to deal with his jealousy, she lies. Neither one of those is good. You've got a relationship problem.
0: Yeah.
1: So, you know, I'd back up to the fundamentals and deal with the fundamental relationship problem. You know, maybe you're a little jealous and maybe she's not mature enough to deal with it. Or maybe you're too much of a pain in the ass. (sighs) You know, who knows? But that is where I would start. This is a symptom, not the disease. I deal with the disease. Okay.
0: All right. We're going to do some parenting questions. Okay. How exhausting is being a parent? I'm in my mid-30s, and I've been thinking about having a child. It's the toughest job you're ever going to do, but it's also the most rewarding. Well, the
1: thing about a parent is a lot of people say you you have to want to be a parent to be a good parent. That's not true. I've seen many people who didn't want to be a parent, but once they became one, became great parents. Something about the parenting instincts can sometimes kick in. I've also seen it work the other way. People who thought they wanted to be a parent ended up not wanting to be a parent, you know, when the reality hit. So, but the question here is how exhausting is being a parent? It's not as exhausting as we like to say. I'm not saying it's not exhausting. But there's lots of parts of parenting that recharge your batteries. And that's the part that we don't talk about. We talk about the sleepless nights, especially when you're young and all that stuff. And the horrors of exploding diapers and, and, <laughs> and sleepless nights with with projectile vomit and all the various things that come along with, with, with raising kids. But yet, the greatest sound in the world is a laughing toddler.
0: And you get that every
1: day. So, you know, there's uh, benefits to it. So your heart knows what you want to do and follow your heart. Having children isn't something you can draw up on a spreadsheet (laughs) and you can't put it up on a, on a flip chart and put pros and cons. It's not how it does. It's not how you decide to have children. It's, it's something from the heart and you, I, I don't know your mid thirties and you're thinking about having a child. Just, you know, follow your heart. You'll know what to do. You'll be all right. Either way, you'll be all right. I just want to be clear. Either way, you'll be all right. Whether you decide that, you know, I'm too old. <laughs> you know, I'd love to have a child, but <laughs> just, I don't want to have a teenager at 50. You know, I don't want to be 50 years old and have a teenager. Right? That's reasonable. So you have to make those decisions, but. My suggestion is to follow your heart, because otherwise you're, you'll you always be questioning it. If you follow your heart, you'll be all right. Okay, what's next?
0: Okay, we have an only child and don't live near family, so he's always with me while my husband's at work. Anytime my husband and I are talking to each other, he yells over us. It's usually, stop talking. Nothing we have tried works. Help.
1: Well, it doesn't say how old this child is. Is he three or I mean, so I guess he's always with her. So it's under five. He just wants one of your parents' attention is what he's asking for. Maybe it's his father's. Maybe it's his mother. He just wants one of your attention. And the trick is on this one is to how to give it to him without rewarding the behavior. Because you can't reward the behavior because then it will never stop.
0: Sometimes... What I would do, and it sometimes would work, would be to touch my child while I was still talking. I'd hold them and stuff, but I would not, I'd I'd tell them, just a minute, I'm talking to daddy right now. And sometimes it's just a lot of repetition until they really know that you're serious and this is the way things are going to be.
1: Well, here's another thing you might be able to do is circumvent it. I when, when when dad gets home, have dad spend a few minutes playing, talking with the kid before he spends a couple minutes talking with you. You're the adult; he's the child. He just wants attention. Maybe give it to him, but not after he's misbehaving. <laughs> <laughs> Intercept the misbehavior, right? So yeah, you're not, so you're not rewarding the misbehavior, right. but right. you right. are giving right. him what the attention that he needs. That's a big signal. He needs attention from his father. Probably, would be my guess. Right. He's either wants attention from his father or he's feeling jealous that you know his father's taking attention away from his mother. Either way, the solution to that is have some attention from his father when his father gets home. Yeah. And, you know, as a mother, I know you've been stuck all day with the but think of it this way you get a few minutes without the kid pulling at your leg right I know you want the interaction with an adult human being I get it (laughs) I get it I get it but you know the child is your priority and you know use the 10 minutes to go to the bathroom in peace you know Jesus Christ (laughs) (laughs) you know find find some way to be okay with that and then then you will get the uninterrupted attention you need from your husband later on. Yeah. And so it, just change how you're doing it. it. You guys are probably doing everything fine. Just change the order. <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, they probably do give them attention later on, right? Just change the order of giving the attention. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Is it okay to take naps away from a four year old? He just lays awake at night till very late
1: yeah your sleeps let your children dictate your sleep schedule some children don't need naps and if they don't need a nap then you're going to end up with that problem where they don't have a you know a solid sleep schedule so if they don't need one don't give them one or make it shorter some kids over nap
0: yeah <sighs> or just do a 15 minute quiet reading in bed you know it doesn't have to be a, 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 sleep <sighs> actual going to sleep.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have to be a nap, it just be a quiet period during the day where he goes sits down and rests and relaxes for a little. You don't have to sleep, you don't have to take a nap. Just go do something quietly.
0: Yeah. Or you could read to him. That'd be a perfect time to read.
1: Well a lot of parents take nap time as a chance to go do things. And so <laughs> you know, take a shower, get all kinds of stuff done. You know? That's true. And so but if you're having issues at the other side, then you have to deal with it. So you to find a solution. My guess is no, it's perfectly fine. Children evolve at their own rates, and a four-year-old not have some four-year-olds don't need naps. So it'll be fine. Don't frame it as taking away. Right? If you're not taking away naps, you're adjusting his sleep patterns to fit his needs. Yes. Okay. All
0: right. Okay. cat narked on our 18-year-old kid's bag. She had weed jars, vapes, Jack Daniel's Tennessee honey. I had smelled something skunky before, but she works at a pizza place, so I thought it could be residue, and I didn't bring anything up except warnings about it until now. Any advice on how to approach this?
1: Well, she's 18, and she's a working adult. um, Depending upon the state she's in, Weed is probably legal. Vapes are probably legal. She's not old enough to be drinking, so that's an issue. But I don't know. I At this stage, all you're going to do is push a distance between her. You know, hey, don't go smoking weed in my house. It would probably be about the, the the biggest thing I would do and, you know, express a disappointment in drinking before she's old enough to make those proper decisions. But but at eighteen year old, there's not a lot you can do that won't actually make the problem worse. It could. I mean, because you know she's a functional adult at this stage, and clearly, what if you had if the message you had been sending had worked with her she wouldn't be in this position so you're gonna to have to change your strategy you know the strategy you've been applying to is is by all you know appearances failed and so you're gonna to have to change it now it's perfectly reasonable for you to say you don't want you know marijuana drugs alcohol in your house it's not an unreasonable request that's but you know you're also not the police It's not your job to any more police her behavior outside the house.
0: She's a young adult and she's making her own decisions now. It's hard to accept that your little girl is all grown up and doing adult things, but I'm sorry, mister. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And in a sense, you know, I'd always have rather have them, I would always rather know that they are using or behaving responsibly with adult things and not. And so in a sense, I don't know. If the rest of her life is put together, I wouldn't worry too much about it. But that's me. You know? Those aren't easy questions. No, they're. because there's because they're so individual on how we approach these things like you and me we're much more i don't want to say lax we have a much different attitude towards children becoming adults and allowing that process to happen organically and other people want you know, have i want more tighter control and which one's right Who the hell knows <laughs> there's probably not a right way it's probably dependent upon the child and circumstances and so it's just so hard to answer questions like that with any real sense of, you know, certainty. So. All right. So here's the next one. Had sex with somebody new.
0: Okay. No, that was. Hey, that's what's that's the next one. All right. Is that the one we're doing? No, we're not doing that one. We're skipping uh, down to the to the sex questions and it's down there. The whole question.
1: Ah. All right. So here we go.
0: Okay. Had sex with somebody new. We had sex a couple times, but this time he was more rough with me, like spanking me, holding me a little bit tight around the throat, and holding my head down for a few seconds for deep-throating, so I gagged. He didn't talk to me about this beforehand. This was my first time doing anything like this, and I didn't like it. How did I get out of doing it again?
1: Well, there's two ways. One, you can say, hey, that wasn't my type of thing, and you know, and not engaging in it. Or I, you know, you guys have different sexual proclivities. And if those don't match, then they don't match and you move on and find yourself a different partner. You're not in a in a relationship. You're <laughs> which is part of the problem, probably to begin with. But you know, these things happen when you have kind of a free attitude to sex and you your way through it is to have these discussions. You know, like an adult, or move on to someone who has a more natural proclivity for you to behave the same way. Which you need to have a discussion
0: with. So I think if he's old enough to do this BS, he's in adult enough. Then, you know, I mean, that was rude, man. Just spring that on her. That's not cool. Yeah, but we
1: also don't know what conversations they did have, so. I'm just saying they clearly weren't clear with each other, but which is part of the problem is you're having, you know, uh, sex a few times without having a relationship, the relationship discussions, and that's, you know, these things gonna happen when you do that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's, I don't wanna call it the risk, but that's one of the risks you take when you engage in, in you know, in a, what's the word I'm looking for? More casual? Yeah, when you have casual relationships, lots of casual relationships, you're going to cross your paths with people who are not compatible with you. Actually, it's just yeah. going to be. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. I get horny by fondling my breasts and imagining someone using my body for their own pleasure. Is this okay?
1: Yes. 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 <laughs> you know. can,
0: you can, you can imagine anything you want. <laughs> Everything's There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with you imagining what you want to imagine, and what you want to imagine doesn't actually mean you want it to actually happen. You know, there's different things. The human mind and human sexuality is very, very weird. You are well within the boundaries of normal, whatever the hell that means.
0: (laughs) And so, (laughs) knock yourself out. (laughs) Have fun. Yeah, it's okay. That's okay. People think about things all the time, outrageous and taboo, things they would never do. There's nothing wrong with the imagination.
1: Yeah. And and quite frankly, as long as everybody's consenting to it, there's nothing wrong with whatever it is you want to do. As long as everybody's consenting and wants to be there and and participate, like we've just discussed, is participating openly. Yes. So, but my guess is you don't actually want to do those things. You just find them arousing for, whatever reason who knows who knows I don't want to get into a discussion about freud over here but <laughs> <laughs> but you know who the hell knows and so but whatever the reason is it is oh
0: being ravished oh that you're completely and utterly desirable and they can't help themselves but but ravish like, ravish your body cuz you're so delicious
1: yeah but some of us call that assault <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> but you no know, it's perfectly fine whatever you enjoy in your head is it's perfectly acceptable it, it's behavior that other you do to other people that they don't want is unacceptable so, yeah enjoy yourself yeah Okay.
0: Okay. My wife is absolutely terrible at sex, and it's all my fault. I was her first. It didn't teach her well. I don't want to spend the rest of my life like this, but I have no idea how to fix this. What do I do now?
1: Hire a sex therapist? Yep. Would be my guess. And that's going to be a difficult question because, and, and for the love of God, don't tell her she's terrible at sex.
0: <laughs> oh and this was a long-term marriage. They were like ma- they've been married like 20 years.
1: Yeah, just don't tell her she's terrible at sex. No. Just 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 say that your sex life is you, you wish you had a more robust sex life or whatever it is. Find a find a phrase that is more um positive. Right? Focus on the fact that you want something more Satisfying. And not that the current sex isn't. If be my guess. And the sec- at this stage, 20 years, you need a sex therapist to break down these walls. You need help. So that would be the only suggestion I've got. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. I recently started seeing this guy, and last night we had sex. It was very good sex, and I actually wanted to invite him over tonight to have sex again. How do you invite a guy over for sex? I never did this before.
1: Well, well, here's the good thing. Inviting a guy over for sex is really ass easy. <laughs> I'm horny. He'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> it feels weird to you. Trust me, especially if he's had sex with you and you guys have no. Trust and me. it was good. And he likes you and all that stuff and everything else is working. Yeah. Yeah. I'm horny. That's works every time. <laughs> now, you could put it a little nicer. I miss you. and would like to see you again. he will know what that means. <laughs> right. You don't even have to be that blunt. <laughs> but yes, there are there are ways. So just ask, it's a little weird, but again, I want you to go back up to the, be careful, you know, that we actually questioned a little bit before, make sure you actually are developing a relationship. If you want to continue this, you know, Um, have a discussion about the type of sex you want to engage with and blah, 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 blah. Learn a lesson from the question. Two questions ago (laughs) was it three, two or three questions ago. Learn the lessons. Okay. Well, one more, two more. Want to give us a work or we can end early?
0: Let um, let's do a work. All
1: right.
0: Okay. This is a good, I like this one. I'm in college taking game pro, game programming program, but I would like to return to my former high school to work as something like a student monitor, talking to students about college life, checking student books in and out of the library, assistant grader, et cetera. I already emailed the school, and the secretary told me they have nothing at the at the school level, which I'm assuming means things like teachers, techs, technicians, etc. Am I wrong? Do I still have a chance to work at my former high school? Am I even going about it the right way? Well, I would ask why you
1: want to work at your former high school. Why are you trying to go backwards? Then? Now maybe you're in the wrong program. Maybe you've, you're sitting here, you're taking a game programming. You're in a game programming, you know, degree. You're in college for a game programming degree, and you're not liking that. And so now you wanted to go back to something you were more comfortable in, right? Go back to the nice school environment where you're nice and comfortable, and you knew how to operate. You understood it, but that's it's not good for you. You know, if you want to go back and you want to work in the school environment, well, you're in college. Change what you're going to college for. It's okay. You know, not everybody's going to choose. Most people change their major. <laughs> you know, go take education classes. Go take administration classes. If Really what you want to do is work in your school. My guess is what you really want is comfort. You're not really looking. It's not really about, because you didn't say you wanted to be a librarian. You wanted to be, you just want to work in an environment. You want to do everything you want to work in a school, become a janitor and work as a janitor. and you can go work in your school. They get paid well enough. Janitors at schools make good money. And you get to work in your school. If you really, 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 really want to work in a school, go to work in a school as a janitor. Right? Otherwise, you need to finish your education. And, and something, some type of education. You need to be a librarian. You need a l- education to be a librarian. So, but my guess is, you're just not happy where you are right now, and you want to go back to some place where you felt comfortable, you felt safe, and you felt happier. But you're going to have to become comfortable with uncertainty, because that's what adulthood is about. You know, life is uncertain, you know, and it's understandable. You know, it's a difficult thing to go from this life where you were taken care of, people helped you. It was their job to help teach you. And now you go into college where here's the information, you have to do something with it. And you go off and you look in the world of of work and, you know, there's mentorship and and training and work is different than education in school. Ultimately, you have to, there has to be a payoff to somebody other than you. (laughs) You know, and that's stressful. And it's understandable that you want the less stress. It's completely understandable. But is it healthy? So, anyway, my suggestion, if you want to go back and work at your former school or a school, it doesn't have to be your former one, you know, start applying as janitors. You can get hired as janitors. But other than that, look in the mirror. You probably don't want to be a computer programmer. It doesn't fit doesn't suit you. You probably did it because people were telling you that's what The future is, but if you can't stand it, it's not your future. If you want to work in an educational environment and be part of that, then you're going to have to, you know, start part of your school over, your schooling over, you know, and go work for an education. There's, but my my guess is, spend some time. With yourself, spend some time in the mirror. It's time to become an adult. And it's tough, especially nowadays. So, And those of us who raised your generation failed you. We did. We failed these kids. It's not even their fault. You know, they were raised this way. So, Anyway, I wish you the best but what you are is not alone lots of people feel that way and what you've done is call out into the ether hoping for a lifeline and there is no lifeline to give you you have to create your own but you can do it so with that me and Lubby want to wish you a very loving new year because we couldn't hear us last week because we were Darth Vadering. and <laughs> <laughs> so for me and Lovey, we want to thank you for joining us tonight we want to um now oh, there was something else but i forgot so there it is it's one of those nights good night and please remember to love everybody
0: good night